Blog Talk Radio. God was at work in the 20th century. There'll be one name that's bound to feature prominently. Derek Prince. A humble man and a world-class Bible scholar. His steadfast commitment to God and obedience to the Holy Spirit turned him into one of the most loved and respected Bible teachers of his time. For over six decades, Derek Prince's life-changing Bible teaching became a source of inspiration to millions of Christians around the world. Derek Prince was born into a British military family in Bangalore, India, in 1915. At the age of 14, he won a scholarship to Eton and, later on, a place at Cambridge. Having excelled in his studies, Derek was elected to a prestigious fellowship in ancient and modern philosophy at King's College, Cambridge, the youngest person ever to be elected to that position. Derek's academic career was interrupted abruptly by World War II, In 1940, on the basis of his philosophical convictions, he chose to join the Royal Army Medical Corps as a non-combatant. Despite declaring at the time that religion doesn't do much for me, Derek took a Bible with him to read on his postings, considering it to be a philosophical work. At first, the Bible made little sense to him. But, as he continued to read his Bible in an army barrack in Yorkshire in July 1941, God opened Derek's eyes. On that day, God taught him two crucial lessons that remained with him for the rest of his life. Recalling that supernatural experience, he says, I heard the voice of Jesus speaking very, very clearly through the scriptures, the Bible. From the day that I heard his voice till this day, there are two things I've never doubted. I've never doubted that Jesus is alive, And I've never doubted that the Bible is the Word of God. Almost immediately after his powerful conversion, Derek Prince was shipped off to North Africa, where he spent three years serving as an army medic and being discipled in God's Word in the deserts of Egypt, Libya and the Sudan. At the end of the war, Derek was discharged in Jerusalem, where he met and married a Danish missionary, Lydia Christensen, In doing so, he became a father of eight girls, whom Lydia had adopted. Derek and Lydia lived in Jerusalem until after the founding of the State of Israel in 1948. It was there he felt the calling to both serve and pray for God's people, the children of Israel. It was a calling he passed on to countless others. In late 1948, as the newborn state of Israel struggled for survival, the princes reluctantly left Jerusalem and moved to England, where Derek became a pastor of a small Pentecostal church in central London. As he ministered in London and later on in Kenya and in the United States, Derek sensed that all was not how it should be and could be in the lives of Christian believers. He saw how many Christians often struggled to rise above the challenges of everyday life. That's why he constantly encouraged those he ministered to, 
that they should get closer to God through Bible reading and prayer. In the early 1960s, while pastoring a church in Seattle, Washington, Derek was thrust into ministering God's deliverance after being confronted by a demonic manifestation right in front of his pulpit. As time went on, more and more people wanted to hear Derek Prince open up the scriptures to them and help them know more of the power of God. The ever-growing demand for Derek Prince's insights on audio and video cassettes as well as books led to the opening of the Derek Prince Publications Office in Fort Lauderdale, Florida in 1971. In 1975, Lydia died after nearly 30 years of fruitful marriage and ministry with Derek. The loss was devastating for Derek, but he began to work and travel more than ever. A couple of years later, while in Jerusalem, Derek prayed for a woman named Ruth Baker, who had seriously injured her back. Over time, the Lord revealed to Derek that he was to marry Ruth, whom he hardly knew. Following much prayer and testing, Derek and Ruth were married in 1978, and the Lord launched them into a new phase of ministry together. This new phase was marked by the launch of the first daily radio broadcast, Today with Derek Prince, which initially aired on eight stations in the United States. The word God gave to Derek about using radio for ministry was, Proclaim, short, simple messages, easily understood, declaring basic scriptural truths. Today, Derek's radio broadcasts, books and internet-based resources reach millions of Christians around the globe in over 100 languages. Derek and Ruth Prince continued to minister in many nations as the demand for Derek's teaching increased tremendously until Ruth passed away in December 1998. In the autumn of 2003, Derek Prince died in his beloved Jerusalem, his home for nearly 20 years. He was 88 and left behind a wonderful legacy. To those who had the privilege of knowing him, he left an inspiring example, one of yieldedness to God, love for the church, a heart for Israel, and a roaring passion to see God's people walk in the fullness of the freedom that Christ has purchased for them. To all of us, he left an invaluable treasure of biblical insights in books, articles, sermons, letters, and audiovisual recordings. Derek Prince is the author of more than 50 books, 600 audio and 100 video teaching messages, many of which have been translated and published in more than 100 languages. He pioneered teaching on such groundbreaking topics as generational curses, the biblical significance of Israel, and demonology. In 2002, he said, It is my desire, and I believe the Lord's desire, that this ministry continue the work which God has begun through me over 60 years ago until Jesus returns. Today, Derek Prince Ministries continues to combat spiritual hunger by resourcing church leaders. Praise God, we're about to get started. Praise God. Shalom. It has been a very, very difficult time trying to get on air when there's a message that God wants to hear on the Sabbath day. Sabbath is over at 6.30. Uh, the devil didn't want this out. 
we're going to be doing intercessory prayer, and we're going to be dealing with also spiritual warfare. We are living in times where we really need to learn spiritual warfare. So this is going to be some good information for you. Please, please pay attention to what I'm about to say. Spiritual warfare is the Christian concept of fighting against the work of evil forces. It is based on biblical belief in evil spirits or demons that are said to intervene in human affairs in various ways. And I have found out through my 17 years of being on air is that Christians don't know anything about spiritual warfare. You depend on the pastor. Some pastors are being wore out when people call them. They're trying to minister to them and just drains them. I don't do that. You got to read the word for yourself. So I want to give you some outlines of what is spiritual warfare. Are there levels of spiritual warfare? Yes, it is. The three prayer levels are moderately, kingly, priestly, and prophetic. Many people miss out on the available power of tapping into the kingdom of prophetic intercession. You miss out on that because you don't know how to fight the enemy. You very simple, you fight the enemy with the word of God. How do you prepare for spiritual warfare? Through reading, studying, praying, pondering, participating in activities such as listening to Derek Prince. If you see on my Facebook, I have a picture of Derek Prince. Please listen to Derek Prince Ministries. I don't know these new ministers out here. Have you heard a prophet, somebody from Africa? A prophet, and they're coming in spirit, girl. I mean, I'm seeing some stuff on <laughs> on the Internet radio and on the Internet that's just ridiculous. And they call themselves spiritual warfare. Everybody's trying to jump into the ministry of deliverance process. It hurts my heart for a veteran. I'm a veteran. We want to take this opportunity to pray for those who have lost their loved ones for this brother, this soldier, who was hearing voices. We're dealing with a spirit world. Oh, my God, Lord, help me, Father, in the name of Jesus. We are dealing with a spiritual world. Apostle Paul says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That is true, and this is what we're coming up against. Brothers and sisters, we have to prepare for war now. What is spiritual warfare and deliverance? God has established the victory for you, all of us, over the power of the enemy. The ministry of deliverance will give you rest, and spiritual warfare will give you the training strategies to induce that you can live abundantly under the covenant blessings of God, but you have to fight for it. And what hurts me as a Christians is that people don't know it. That that, that hurt. 
because God has given us so much power. If we all can come together in one place, in one mind, in one spirit, power of God can really, really resonate in beliefs. When the Lord had his people in the upper room, they was all on one accord, and the Holy Spirit came. We can change what's going on in the world. Oh, Lord Jesus, I pray that those who hear me, oh, Jesus, Christians in America are so political with their politics, that's not going to solve this problem. No politician will solve the problem that's going on in Israel us through prayer. Now, when Jesus comes back, he's going to rule the earth for 1,000 years, and he's going to show mankind how to run government. So no politician can solve this problem that's going on right now in Israel. This is going to be a long sermon. I'm here to help all of you. Please tell someone about Live Deliverance in that radio. I don't want any of you to miss out on God's blessing, but you got to study. You know, you have to pray. You got to fast. You got to pray in the Holy Spirit. What is warfare prayers? What is that? Provide a toolbox and an operation manual for those who take seriously the Apostle Paul's statements that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities. Paul says that. What are the most common forms of spiritual warfare? Prayer. Prayer is one common form of spiritual warfare practiced among the Christians. Other practices may include exorcisms, laying hands, fasting, with prayer, praise and worship, and anointing of oil. This really works. God wants us to operate in it, and the Lord told me to teach them very simple what this is. How do you pray for protection against evil? And this is what we're all going through. We're going to go through some prayers. I just want to show you what you need to do to protect yourself, because every time I walk out that door, I put the arm of God on. I ask the Lord to put a hedge of protection around me. Guard my life, O oh Lord, from the works of the evil one. Lord Jesus, I call on your name in this time of trouble, because your name is mightier than any other name. I hide in you like a shelter. Keep me safe from every form of harm. The Lord can do that. Now, how do you know if spiritual warfare is working. You'll see the breakthrough. What are the signs when you are closer to breaking through? You'll see a relief. You will uh, discern the peace that the Lord will come upon you through prayer. Uh, I would like to give you an example of a trial that I'm going through, and I'm using spiritual warfare to go against it. I'm not about to say this to get anybody's attention or to feel sorry for me, because I'm covered with the Lord, but through life, we have challenges, and the devil <laughs> wants to steal, he wants to kill, and he wants to destroy all of us. My water, 
I got my water bill fixed, my water bust two times. One night, I heard some thumping. I just got through doing an exorcism with a Satanist. And before I left that place, I told them demons, don't you follow me. I covered myself in the blood. I went home. Time I got home, my water bust three times. It's bust again. I have a brother in the Lord says he's going to come tomorrow. But I thank the Lord for my military skills and training. I'm not married. So I go to the gym and uh, take a shower and work out and fill my tub up with water until the guy get here. But I, I've been praying. And as I pray through this thing, and I pray in the Holy Ghost, and I pray in the Holy Ghost, and all of a sudden, the guy called. We can change things not by our mouth, but by praying to the Lord Jesus. Now, we're going to do some spiritual warfare prayers we're also going to allow the Holy Spirit to move from the minister. Some people are going to get blessed tonight in healing. I'm not the healer. Your faith is the healer. Both of us believing in Jesus. He said, if you believe all things is possible for him that believe it. Uh, the other day we had some scriptures concerning spiritual warfare. So you're going to have to watch the next segment because I can't go over it because I need to move on to the next segment of this. And then you also have to armor up. Now, this is going to be a long sermon. This may go three hours. It may go three hours because I have to condense this because God wants you to come up against the enemy when your bill not paid, when your car break down. My pipe has bust four times, and every time my pipe busts, I heard a thumping. Now, last night, I was listening to Derek Prince. That's all I listened to. What Pastor Emmett do when he's not uh, on Internet radio? I get up in the morning. I ask the Lord to forgive me for all of my sins, known and unknown. I go to bed. I ask the Lord to forgive me for my sins that I not die of my sins. I put on the full armor of God. Then after I do that, I go and I sit at the table and I read the Bible three hours every day. After the three hours, I pray in the Holy Spirit for hours and hours and hours and hours. I only have one day of some enjoyment or some relaxation in the natural for about three hours. That's tomorrow when the Pittsburgh Steelers play the Jacksonville Jaguars. And once that game over, I turn it off. I'm off tomorrow. I read, 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 read. I pray. You'd be surprised uh, how the money come into me is in the strangest way. Very few people give, but it makes just the amount that I need to pay the bills. The Lord will provide for us if we believe. Just believe. If you just believe, when you say these prayers, it will work. Besides, I got persecuted so much. I got so much persecuted when the Lord told me to speak out against Donald Trump. You'd be surprised. I had my windows to have bricks thrown in them. 
Uh, I had people calling me with death threats. Of course, I'm not worrying about that because I'm covered by the blood. And the Lord wants you to be connected to him and his word. He doesn't want you to depend on politicians and preachers. It's, it's so bad now that there is a murder in the United States every 45 seconds. In the United States, we have the spirit of murder. We're going to have some warfare prayers for that. We're going to have some warfare prayers for protection for you, for your family. It works. Let me say this. If you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you will be protected. I got on the interstate and I heard the Lord tell me, don't go on the interstate. I said, Jesus Christ come in the flesh. Our Jesus Christ come in the flesh. I test the spirit. He said it again. He said, I don't want you going on the interstate because this is how the enemy is trying to attack you. Go the other way. I go the other way. And to this day, I don't go on the interstate until the Lord tells me not to. That sounds crazy. That don't sound right. Well, the Bible says that my ways are not your ways. Neither are my thoughts yours, Isaiah 55, 8. Do I have fear of driving on the interstate? No. The last instruction God told me was not to get on the interstate. It may sound strange. But it also sounds strange when Jesus told the lady to go and the man to get healed from his eye to go spit. He spit on the ground and put clay and said, go wash yourself. So God does things that we may not understand, but we have to do it and act in faith. And I did that. Murder is a demonic spirit, and that's going on very heavy all over the world. Now, we need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Psalms 122, verse 6. I sent a letter to the Senator Tim Scott. He called himself a Christian. And he quoted the scriptures and said, we need to pray for the peace of Israel. And then 10 minutes later, he started bashing Joe Biden. Well, Joe Biden says he's Catholic. So that means that he's a Christian. I don't know what level. And then First Timothy 1.10, the Bible says you're not to say prejudiced things against a person. I sent them a lesson. I said, why are you saying negative against your brother in Christ? Politics divide the body of Christ. Hate divides the body of Christ. These demons are running so rapid in people's lives that nobody knows how to fight them. So, I'm putting together a seminar for spiritual, spiritual, strategic spiritual warfare. Now, I would like to try to enhance you to show you and give you some information on some books that will be able to help you. I advise that you get and go to Amazon, Derek Prince, How I Cast Out Devils, Derek Prince, Generational Curses. Now, this is a very powerful book, Strategic Spiritual Warfare by Ben and Patricia Hersley. It's $11. And I'm in prayer of when we're going to go through this manual so that we can have some victory in our lives. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Yeshua, the Messiah, on the Sabbath day. 
Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you bless the hearer. Bless them, Lord. Open their ears so they can hear the Lord and hear God's word. Not me, but your word. Lord, you say that your word is true. For all have sinned and all have came short of the glory of God. Lord, we want to honor you this day. And I thank you for all those listeners who are listening to me. I ask that the Holy Spirit move upon me and be a blessing to the body of Christ. If those who was with me years ago came to my Bible study, you're welcome to come back. I'm opening up my house to former members of the Bible study. And those know who you are. You can give me a call, and you're welcome to come. We'll have, after Bible study, uh, have some food for everyone. These are members that are not new people that I don't know knocking on my door. Amen. For the old ones who came, you're welcome to come back. Now, here are some scriptures. And if you go back and look at what I said on the previous broadcast, those scriptures will help you. You see, scripture is what pulled the enemy away from you. When Jesus had confrontation with the devil in Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, he said, it is written. It is written three times. And again, the devil coming to him. And the last time he said, I'll show you all these kingdoms if you are bowed down and worship me. And Jesus says, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. This is spiritual warfare by using scriptures to speak against the forces of darkness. But you have to believe. You just can't say it and don't believe. If there's not faith mixed with it, it's not going to work. So I'm going to give you some more scriptures because we got a lot to cover tonight. And I want you to write these scriptures down. And then what I'm going to do is to make sure that you learn how to put your armor of God on at the end of the segment before we go into spiritual warfare. But I want to give you a couple, and then we're going to move into different prayers to come up against the enemy. Some of you are worried, the spirit of worrying. Some of you can't sleep. Some of you don't have no peace. You're stressed out. God's word can comfort you in anything, anything you do. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 11. Behold, all those who was incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgrace, and they shall be as nothing, and those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who content with you, those who war against you, shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. Isaiah 41.11. Isn't that beautiful? The scriptures is alive, and they are real. When I do exorcisms, I just quote the scriptures to the devil. And just keep quoting them, and it wears the devil down. 
because the word of God bears record in heaven. It bears record. The Bible says that the word of God bears record in heaven. If you can get to understanding of what I'm trying to convey to you, it bears record in heaven. And I saw that scripture. That really changed my life. It changed me because I used to be on crack cocaine. And I had it real bad. And I was so miserable. I called on the Lord Jesus. I said, Lord, and after I got out of the military, I was so messed up. Schizophrenia, double mind, multiple personalities. Oh, my God, was I messed up. And I'm still messed up. I'm not cleaned all the way up. You're clean through the word. It's a daily process. But the word is so powerful. And the devil know how powerful it is. In 1 John 5, verse 7, it says, For there are three that bear record in heaven. So when you are praying spiritual warfare prayers, it's bearing record in heaven. You can't see it. We don't walk on sight in the ministry. We walk on faith. Now, you can't do this by your own intellect. That ain't going to work. That's the fleshly mind. This has to be done by your faith and just believing in the Lord Jesus. I was doing a deliverance in Conyers, Georgia, and there was a nun. She was doing it, and she was just saying, Our Father who art in heaven. And that's all she was saying. They were holding the demons off. Pastor Overton, and she's a nun, and she's speaking tongues, and she's transitioned from coming out of the Catholic Church into ordinary uh, life because God showed her he didn't want her there, and she thought that that was the right way to serve God. But anyway, she said that, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, and she was holding that thing off. When you speak the word, it bears record in heaven, and the devil knows that. The devil is scared of that Bible. You've got a powerful weapon. That book is life. But there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. So spiritual warfare is quoting a lot of scriptures to the enemy, pushing him back by scriptures. Isaiah 59, 19 says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, fear of the Lord will lift up and stand up against him. Isaiah 59, 19 In Psalm chapter 20, verse 6, it says, Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Psalm chapter 20, verse 6. But you have to believe that. All of your prayers, your faith. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. All of your prayers, 
must be done in operation through faith by the Lord Jesus, and it will work. In the book of Psalms, write this down, Psalms chapter 138, and I pray that, Lord, don't allow the move people to leave here. Don't let the devil pull you away from what God's trying to say. This is straight scripture. Please stay into the room. God wants to hear. It's not about me. I leave me out. I'm just a messenger. But if you do this, this work, I have to pray heavy for income to come in here. See, get on his say, give, so a seat, that ain't going to do it. I got to pray in the heavens to come up against this thing that's trying to block this ministry. I said, this thing, the demons, the devil, the principalities. That's how I get income here. I say, sow a seed, put it on your heart, Lord, move on, you're fine. If you're not fine, but I definitely go up in the heavens to block because I got principalities hanging over this thing. Don't want nobody here because it wants to shut me down. This has been going on for years, so I'm kind of used to it, but none of us likes persecution and problems. But the devil is going to create these problems because he wants to steal and kill you. And if you don't know the Bible, you'll be subject to being defeated in areas that you should have victory. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to make you feel bad. I'm here to love my brothers and sisters and say, we got to stand up and fight. We have to fight the forces of evil. In Psalms 138, verse 7 Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will receive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. That's real. Now, what we're going to do is have some prayers, and I want to show you some prayers that you can pray. And then after that, before I close, I must get into the teachings of having the armor of God on every day, all day, so that you can have victory in Christ Jesus. So what we're going to do now, I'm going to have a prayer for protection. And if you say this prayer, the Lord Jesus will bless you. It's a powerful prayer. And if you believe in your prayer, God will answer you. Pray for divine safety and protection so that no harm or no weapon that will form against you, Isaiah 54, 17. It works, brothers and sisters. The word of God really works. It works. I know it works. I know the Bible works. I have been persecuted from the Bible. I've been called a holy roller. I've been called a delusional person. I had one man told me I was demon-possessed when I spoke the truth. He said I was demon-possessed. Truth and God's word, very powerful. And the Bible says you shall know the truth, and it shall set you free. So we're going to say a prayer for divine safety and protection. Divine safety and protection. 
protection. We need that. Father, those who are listening to me, we all come in agreement. Now let's ask the Lord to forgive us for all of our sins. I want you to take the opportunity to close your eyes before we start. And I want you to ask the Lord to forgive you for all your sins. I have neighbors that's coming in that wants to listen to me, and I got a screen in the living room. They can sit and see and hear me after we fellowship. So I got to go and open a door for them. And when I come back, we're going to jump straight into spiritual warfare with prayers. Amen. So ask the Lord to forgive you. Give me one minute to open up the door for 12 of my neighbors who wants to come and listen to me here. One minute. I'll be back in one minute. Amen. One minute. Now, this prayer will work if you believe it. Let's all of us come together as one to believe this prayer. Lord Jesus, we ask that you cover our family and all of our family members and all of our possessions that we own. Lord, your word says, if a man shall not work, he shall not eat, Second Thessalonians 3.10. I ask that you protect everything that I have that I work for. I ask in the name of Jesus that you encamp angels around me. And I pray by the blood of the Lord that you give me a hedge of protection, a hedge according to Job chapter 1, 9, and 10. Let the fire of God surround me to protect my family, my children, my grandmama, my husband, my wife, my girlfriend, my fiance. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Lord, we ask all your angels to encamp us, to pray for us, and to protect us from mass murder, from the spirit of murder. We bind the spirit of murder in America. This is what we're dealing with. We are dealing with a spirit. We are dealing with a principality, a very powerful principality. And as I see people on TV, they say, we don't know what to do. And the Lord told me, did you hear that? They don't know spiritual warfare. I can tell you spiritual warfare works. I was going to do a deliverance about seven years ago. And I didn't have enough gas to get there. I know some of you may not believe this, but I lie not to the Holy Spirit because if you lie to the Holy Spirit, that's blasphemy. And liars will go to hell, hell. So I don't need to lie to speak God's word. This actually happened to me. When I got there to do the deliverance, they didn't have the money to pay me. The Lord told me to trust me. He said, I get you home. And he said, do this as unto me. When we do anything as a Christian, If you do it for man, you're going to get hurt. But if you do it for Christ, you won't get hurt. 
Colossians 3, 17 and 23 says, Whatever you do, do it wholeheartedly as to the Lord Jesus. Colossians 3, 17 and 23. I went from Conyers, Georgia, all the way to Riverdale, Georgia, on an empty tank of gas. This will work if you trust God. And sometimes God will test us. And he will put us in situations where we can develop so that we can have strong meat to combat the enemy. See, the devil don't want you to allow God to chasten you, to correct you. He don't want... He wants you to just be an illegitimate child of God with no authority. And there are a lot of Christians that like that. I'm not saying that you like that. I'm only giving you what I see in the church. When we allow God to change us, it's very uncomfortable. But once he gets that product done, the devil will be afraid of you. Lord, we ask that the glory of your covering protect myself and all my brothers and sisters in the name of Jesus who call on your name, protect them. We know the Lord that the name of Jesus of Nazareth, it is a strong power that nobody, no man can be saved but that of the name of Jesus, Acts 4.12. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask that we dwell in your safety based on your word in the book of Psalms, chapter 4, verse 8. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we speak safety from them that brings harm to us. Psalms, chapter 12, verse 5. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let me dwell in in the land of safety that you have given me as your child or your daughter. Based on Leviticus 26.5. Lord Jesus, lead me in safety, and I will fear not. Psalms chapter 78, verse 53. Let me lie down and rest in safety and peace. A lot of you don't have peace because you're worrying about the bills and you're worrying about how to get this done. You're going to work and one thing happens, something else happens, and you don't know how to fight it through biblical teachings. I use the word, I'm full-time. I don't get a salary like you get a, you go to work, you know, you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to get your money. Well, I have to wait on the Lord to release that. Then if I don't pray, it won't be no live deliverance radio station. And one thing God taught me to do, when you teach, don't look for people to keep you on air. Look for me. This is why I've been on air for 14 years, and I'm going to continue to be on air until I leave this earth. Lord, let me dwell in your safety, and let nothing shall make me be afraid. Give me comfort, according to Ezekiel. 34, verse 22, keep me, Lord, as the apple of your eye, and hide me under the shadow of your wings. Ruth, chapter 2, verse 12, I will trust in the covenant of your wings. Psalm 61, verse 4, in the shadow of your wings, I will come to trust you. 
Psalms 57, verse 1. Cover my head in the day of battle. Psalms chapter 140, verse 7. Be my defense and my refuge, O Lord. Psalms chapter 59, verse 16. Defend my husband, defend my wife, defend my children. Even in their ignorance, give them grace in time of need. Hebrews 4.16. Notice that when I teach, I give a scripture. I teach, I give a scripture. That's apostolic. I don't need to go off and talk. That's not going to help you. The scriptures is what moved the devil. And the Lord is telling me there are some on on right now listening to the Lord to make you leave, make you come back. Make, don't go in and out. Don't let the devil wait for you. If we stand firm in God, he has never seen the righteous beg bread. And he will come through. But we obligation to speak his word. He said, I give you authority. And some of us want the Lord to do it. It has been distributed to you. And then the Bible says he said it at the right hand of the Father. And in Mark chapter 16, go all the way down to the end of the verse, the Bible says the Lord was working with the apostles. He was working with them. He will work with you if you work with his Bible. The word Bible, B-I-B-L-E, is basic instructions before leaving earth. It is a manual, and the devil hates it. The devil hates it. I had a paranormal <laughs> group call me, and they said, uh, you're a deliverance minister, and we do paranormal research. And he said, this is a spirit of a person that's walking around in the house. I said, that ain't no spirit. Because the Bible says, when you die, you go straight to heaven and hell. I said, that's a demon. And he said, can you come and help us? The Lord told me to go. And they had the talk box and talking to I said, you're talking to spirits. I don't need that because I have the discernment of the Holy Spirit. I don't need a talk box. A talk box, a, a speaker box is a communication form where you can hear spirits speak through. Spirits love to deal with electronical stuff. This is why I was having problems getting on air because it took me five minutes normally to get this thing on air. It took me five minutes the demons was coming up against me so much, it took that long for me to get on air. I'm kind of familiar with this thing because I do it every day. And when you do something every day, you really can see how the devil works. Now, the Lord is telling me to tell you what the devil do to us to stop us from spiritual warfare is suggest thoughts to us. He's not going to work for you. Leave me while you praying. You get thoughts like that. Doubt, skepticism, unbelief. These things come into the mind. And if you don't cast down those imaginations, you have to do that. A lot of people call me and say, well, Pastor, I can't. I'm just having so much. And I say, where's your faith? And the Lord told me, train them to depend on me not you. 
And I hate to say that some people in the body of Christ, what they do is that they believe and put their whole trust in that pastor and not in your faith, your most holy faith, so that when the time of battle comes, you'll be ready. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that all those who hear this word be protected by your safety. Psalms 4.8. I ask in the name of Jesus that you set the believer in safety from them that come against them, from them, the demons, the principalities. Because once you get the concept that you're not wrestling against flesh and blood, let me give you an example. Donald J. Trump. A lot of Christians don't like me when I say that. Donald J. Trump is not born again. He's not saved. And the things that this man says is totally contrary to Scripture. What do you pray for an unsaved person? You pray as the Holy Spirit lead you. You have to establish the sons of God are led by his spirit. Now, that takes meditation. That building up your holy faith. You have to build up your holy faith when it comes from spiritual warfare. I get hit a lot. I was supposed to be on air at 6 o'clock. I had to switch computers. And at the minute that thing hit, the Lord told me, turn it off and turn it on and pray in the Holy Spirit. Why was he telling me that? Because I desire to get on air and I'm human and my soul was getting upset. And the Lord said, you can't speak to them if you're upset. So I pray in the Holy Ghost. Now, if you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I pray and urge that you get it. I'm going to do a teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that everybody would be able to understand that this is a very powerful weapon that you can do in your home by yourself. I did not know it. And when God showed me this scripture, it changed my whole life. The word of God says in Jude 1.20, But ye, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You have to build up yourself when you're coming up against the enemy. You have to build that up. You have to pray. You have to intercede. You have to fast. And when you do that, you will get your breakthrough. Keep me and protect me. Let your glory be my defense, according to Isaiah 4, 5. Defend me from all evil forces and all principalities and demonic hoses of Satan. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. Do not go to the doctor and let the doctor tell you, that you got six months to live. I've had many people to call me, well, I got six months to live. The Bible said, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Use scripture for everything. That's what I do. And I find myself that it works. Use the prayer of God to release the power of God. That's in Exodus fifteen six. And most of all, you have to put on the armor of God. You may not see it, but you got to put it on. And we're going to do a teaching of how to put that thing on. 
pray, fast, meditate, execute, attack. Most Christians are defensive. God does not want us to be defensive. He wants us to be offensive. Father, we release the power of the blood of Jesus on every Christian who hears me. We release the blood of Jesus over Israel in the name of Jesus. Lord, clear up this political disharmony, Christians against Christians. I sent a letter to Senator Tim Scott. He said he was a Christian. I said, well, if you're a Christian, why are you bashing Joe Biden? He's a Christian. And you violated First Timothy one ten. I ain't heard nothing back from him. Everybody who says that they're a Christian is not a Christian. Anybody can say that. I know people who've been saying they said 35 years and they don't have no gifts of the Spirit. None. How can you be saved 35 years and you don't have no gifts? None. The word Christian and operating in it is two different things. Now, if you're going to have any success with spiritual warfare, you got to armor up. And if you don't armor up, you will be wiped out. Scriptures command us to be properly attired for battle. This is not an option, nor is it something that automatically happens through some kind of spiritual onithesis. As a result of being a Christian, we are to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. It did not say stand against human beings. This Hamas and Israel are two brothers fighting because Sarah told Abraham that she can't have a child. And Sarah told Abraham to have a child with Hagar. That's the descendants of Hagar. That's spiritual. We must pray for Jerusalem, Psalms 122, verse 6. We must pray heavy to cover our loved ones, your daughters, your sons. You know, there are, you got children doing things that you'd be surprised at what your children are doing if they don't know the Bible. Now, if they don't know anything about the ministry of deliverance, they're going to inherit your sin. And some of you have the same children, had the same sins you had, they got. Teach your children spiritual warfare. The belt of truth stands, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having to put on the breast righteousness. You have to put that on by faith. You can't see it. Because the spiritual things can be seen in the spiritual eye, not the natural eye. And ask the Lord to give you the discernment of the Holy Spirit. This is one of the 12 gifts in the Bible. Ask him. And most people think that only pastors in those positions can have it. You need to see demon. You need to see in the spirit. I was listening to Derek Prince. Boom, boom. I said, get out of here in the name of Jesus. And I heard it walk out. Get out of my house. I go through that all the time here. Three o'clock in the morning is my attack. That's the hour of the devil. Christ died at three. Satan does his attacks at three. He's the opposite. 
truth protects us from demons. Truth protects us in two ways. First, knowledge and understanding. When we know the truth about a given situation, we can avoid error that might lead to demonic bondage. Remember that. In Ephesians 16, it says, Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, let me say this. The power comes when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's an error in the church thinking that once you say you got the Holy Ghost, you have the Spirit, but you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit. And I shared this to Shannon Davis, Omega Man Ready, though. He don't even speak in tongues. It's impossible for him to do a deliverance. The same Shannon Davis on Omega Man Radio, I had to call him and tell him. He was all in the Trump, 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 Trump. You can't be spiritual into politics and be a Christian. That ain't going to work. Because you're dealing with demons in people. Donald Trump has the demon of lie, narcissism, hate, racism, confusion, pride, egotistic, lie, liar, lying. When you have the power, you're able to deal with the devil. Now, how do you get power? And ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come. For you need the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is your teacher and your comforter to teach you spiritual warfare. Ephesians 6, 11 says, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Ephesians six fourteen says, stand therefore having your lines girt about with truth and having on truth. What is truth? Truth protects us in two ways. First, it offers knowledge and understanding. When we know the truth about a given situation, we can avoid error that might lead to bondage. What kind of bondage? Demonic bondage. I do not believe in Halloween. I do not do Halloween. That's satanic. Don't let your children put some mask that represents some demonic entity on you and on your child. Galatians 5, 1 says, stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made you free and be not again with, what? with the yoke of bondage. Demons bring bondage to you. And what demons try to do is to wear you out with thoughts. He will try to bombard you over and over. The Lord ain't going to hear that prayer. The Lord ain't going to hear that prayer. The Lord is not going to hear that prayer. I'm a witness to that because it happens to me. When I'm short of income. I always get these thoughts. Take your trumpet and pawn it. That's the first the devil wanted me to do, sell my trumpet that my mama bought me, and I had this thing for 50 years. I'm not doing that. If you don't have the arm and the helmet of salvation over your head, those thoughts come in there, and you be doing what they say, and you be thinking it's God, and it's not. So have truth. A lying spirit produces inferiority, false guilt, doubt, lack of confidence and trust, everything that flows from the human mind. Truth stops error. So you don't want error to enter into you as you interceding to God. You don't want that. 
First John 4, 6 says, For we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So when you have the word, the word is truth. And that is what the devil don't like. He does not like truth from God's word. Now, what's going on in the United States, Israel, and all these countries are principalities. We're dealing with principalities. Principalities are demons in territorial. They live in one geographical area and do not seem to travel far away, mountains, range, rivers, lakes, and other natural divisions of lands from their boundaries where people move from one city to another brings principalities that normally don't follow a human being as it stays over that area, that city. Let me give you an example of this spiritual warfare. Porto Prince Haiti is the poorest country in the world. They revolt against slavery. And they made a pact with the devil. And they said, we'll serve you if you get us away from slavery. They didn't know the gospel of Christ. The so-called founding fathers of America are Masons. That's not God. If it's not built on the word of God, it is opposite of God. Nowhere in the Bible that God tells you to become a Mason or Eastern star. And if you got that in your spirit, you're in alignment with the devil. Now, you also have this thing called power, stronger than principalities. These demons are more mobile. Powers may actually be inhabited people, whereas lesser demons are commissioned to harass and to wear people down in their thoughts to make them vulnerable to rejection, unbelief, discouragement, sadness, and eventually suicide. These demons are not playing. You sit there and say, go do this. Well, who told you that? The devil operates through our minds. This is why we have to have the mind of Christ. Rulers of the darkness of this world, these are demons that affect the overall spiritual conditions of a place. For example, the prince of the powers of Persia hindered the prayers of Daniel. This suggests that a single demon or a strong man is responsible for such activity. So if you find yourself praying, it's hard to pray. You are dealing with the spirit of darkness trying to block you from interceding that prayer. Now, you have to understand that God is a God of war. He's not a God of physical war. He's a God of a God of war against Satan, our adversary, our enemy. Ironically, so it's so uh, hurting to me that when people call me, they don't know nothing about the devil. Well, you speak too much about the devil. Well, the devil is our enemy, not the people. Donald Trump is not your problem. The demons in Donald Trump is the problem. And all politicians and all people, it's not the people. It's the spirits in them. Spiritual host of wickedness is high places. These appears to be the strongest of the demons possible for the development of spiritual counterfeits that keep people in bondage. These may be demons who help to create belief systems such as Jehovah Witness, prosperity doctrine, money coming unto me now, which is another Jesus, Hinduism, Buddhism, Mormonism, Satanism, 
operate in all major government centers and centers. Governments are controlled by the spiritual hopes of wickedness if it's not a Christian nation. Some nations call themselves Christians, such as America, and it's not. How can America be a Christian nation when America allowed homosexuality? Where was the pastors? Where was the Christians? Nobody did. No spiritual warfare. And when you don't do spiritual warfare, the devil will come in. In warfare, ignorance of the enemy can lead to defeat. How can any army operate effectively if it doesn't know the tactics of those that it's fighting against? The Bible says the devil has many devices. Satan has devices. Did you know that? Let me say this again. Satan has devices. Satan has devices in the King James Version. Second Corinthians, least Satan should get advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Second Corinthians 2.11, the devil have devices. Any devices to use on you when you're praying. Always, before you go to bed and wake up, ask the Lord to forgive you. I say it every day. I, every 30 minute, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me. I can die in a car accident. Lord, when I get in the car, Lord, forgive me for my sin. I don't want to go to hell. Did you know that the Bible calls us as Christians, we are an army? We are a spiritual army. We're supposed to be, but we have not been equipped because the secular church, when I say secular church, my brothers and sisters, I'm talking about the Baptist, the Catholic, the, the Spirit of God gone out of there. And the Spirit of God is definitely not in a prosperity ministry. It's impossible because prosperity is not defined on money. Matter of fact, the Proverbs 23 uh, verse 4 tells us something that's profound. We're not supposed to be seeking to get rich. That's in Proverbs 23, 4. The Bible says, seek not to become rich. So that type of gospel is not effective in dealing with the demons. To push the devil off is to push him off with the word of God. Not by mouth. Not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit. That pushes the enemy off. He's going to try to come and attack your thoughts when you pray. He will come through your emotion. He will try to remind you, keep you in doubt and suspicion so that you can't push and break through and get the victory. The Bible says we are a spiritual army in Psalm of Solomon's chapter 6, verse 10. Who is she that looketh forth at the morning, fair as the moon, clear as the sun, a terrible as an army with banners? Then it says again in Psalm of Solomon 6, 4, thou art beautiful, O my love, O Tasmar, calmly as Jerusalem, terrible as an army with banners. What hinders us from putting on the arm of God is that we don't believe that there's an arm of God because we can't see it. But he tells us that it's an armor. You have to believe it. Everything we do as Christians is based on believing God. Now, we have principalities. The word principalities in the Bible seven times. I'm going to give you all seven scriptures of the word principalities. The first one is in Jeremiah thirteen eighteen. 
The next one is in Romans 8.38. The next one is in Ephesians 3.10. The next one is in Ephesians 6.12. The next one is in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. The next one is in Colossians 2.15. And the next one is in Titus 3.1. Again, the word principalities, that's real. A principality is a force that blocks your prayer and hinders trying to come up against you. There's another spirit that tries to really get you off track. It's the familiar spirit. It will tempt you. It will tempt you so that you won't fast. It knows your old sins. And a lot of Christians are rooted in old sins. And God showed me that I had an old sin that I was And I had to get delivered from it. My grandmama used to give me snuff as a little kid. That's right. And that snuff put me to sleep. And I had a battle with that until I was 18, 19, and I got saved. And that was the first thing God got out of me with that, that thing. God can deliver you from anything. Man can't, but God can. Spiritual wickedness is in high places. I'm going to give you an example of what that is. And rulers of the darkness of this world, I'm going to give you an example of what that is in the Bible. So please turn to Luke chapter 22, verse 25. 22, verse 25. Luke chapter 22. We're going to go to Luke 22:53. When I was daily with you in the temple, you stretched forth no hands against me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Jesus says this. The power of darkness. We have to come against the powers of darkness. How to come against the powers of darkness? By speaking God's word. Our time is up. We will come back and pick the spiritual warfare up and the arm of God up Tuesday. Our time is up. I'm going to put stop intercede, pray in the Holy Spirit, bind the devil, take authority over him, fast, speak God's word, and it will move mountains. God bless you. Happy, happy former Sabbath. The Sabbath is now over. I pray that you have been blessed by this teaching. If you like to sow a seed, please do so. Please go to www dot live deliverance dot com on the lower left hand side of the icon there's a PayPal where you can give to this ministry. I want to thank Sammy Osley so much, Brother Tommy, Brother T Row, T Row's mama, mama, uh Sister Sheila Newborn, a Minister Candace Durton, Pastor Rodney, Pastor uh Rodney, Pastor Earl, thank thank you so much. 
And I thank all those who I didn't name that give. Thank you. We need it. It keeps us on the air. Whatever you give, believe me, we use it. And we're going to be making some serious changes with this radio station. A lot of changes we're going to be bringing in, but it takes income. And I'm making an investment for this radio station so that I get some drives to increase the audience. We need everyone to tell someone about this radio station. So a lot of people out there. Please tell someone to go to www.livedeliverance.com and listen to us 24 hours a day. We also have Derek Prince on all day on our site at www.livedeliverance.com and hit YouTube. Derek Prince is on right now, all day, every day, 365 days out of a year. We are on air. So is he, fight the devil. Pray. Pray for the peace of Israel. Get the Holy Ghost. Intercede. Intercede and pray. Pray against these spirits. Learn spiritual warfare, and you'll get the victory. Again, sow a seed and help us at www.livedeliverance.com. It's on the lower left hand of our PayPal site. You can also go to GoFundMe. If you're not comfortable with that, we have a GoFundMe, and we only had $250 in nine months. But God is good. I don't look at numbers like that. But if you like to sow to this ministry on GoFundMe, go to LiveDeliverance.com and go to GoFundMe. Again, lower left-hand side of LiveDeliverance.com is our PayPal site and also GoFundMe. God bless you and shalom and have a wonderful evening. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.